1: On today's episode of The Bolts Broadcast, with the conclusion of the 21-22 season, we look back at the best moments on and off the ice. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 84 of The Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Kroshaw with you today. Chase, how are you doing on this very last episode of season 3?
0: I'm definitely, you know, chilling. Um, looking forward to getting season 4 rolling, which is just crazy to say. Um, three season 3 Stanley Cup appearances, two wins, uh, a bunch of very good listen to episodes. We appreciate all of our... Great listeners, great supporters out there. Um, you know, this has been a very fun ride thus far. We could not do it without you guys. And we're really looking forward to starting season four with some some exciting things coming, not just for us, but for the network as a whole. Um, you know, it's going to be a little, it might be a little different going forward um, for pers- specific personal reasons for Mike. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be an, an exciting ride. And I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I had to announce to you guys that I'm stepping down. I'm not stepping down. <laughs> come on.
0: Uh, I'm just moving. So these in
1: person uh episodes that Chase and I have been doing not going to be uh not, not be as common, often.
0: You
1: know. you know, I'm sure Chase will come down and visit and uh I will be back up here as well. So uh, we are going to have some more in person videos, but for the uh near future, the videos will no longer or not videos. The podcasts will no longer be recorded in person. So You might see Chase sounds a little bit more sorrow because he can't see this beautiful face, but... Yeah, that's it. Nonetheless, um, we're still going to be having a good time over here at the Bolts Broadcast. Starting with Season 4 next week, we are going back to two episodes a week. It's going to be a lot of fun and really looking forward to seeing how the Bolts do this upcoming season. But the 2021-2022 season has officially ended, which means we get to take back... Uh, take a look back at everything that happened from, you know, on the ice, off the ice, the playoffs, the regular season, all-star games, all of that. Get to look at all of it now. So, Chase, let's talk about some of our favorite memories. Um, I also would like to throw in an honorable mention, most, like, cringe, terrible memory, too, at the end, if I could. So uh, yeah. we'll start with you, though. Any memories that stick out?
0: So, you know, there's a few things that, I, that I've definitely got in mind, um, uh, you know, I I don't want to steal anything from from your spotlight, but of of course, you know, us making the Stanley Cup Finals for a third year in a row, um, that was awesome. to See the Lightning do that sucks that fell short the way it did, but you know, I'd been talking about this for years. Colorado Avalanche was only a matter of time, and sure enough, their time has come, and it's gonna gonna be their time for a couple more years. Lightning are still gonna be in that that path for sure, and it was good to see that you know, even with a really different roster than previous years and in the injuries, they still did a pretty damn good job fighting. Um, so that was definitely a you know, a high moment. Um and then there's various ones throughout the year. But honestly, I think my favorite moment of everything so far is not even involved in the Tampa Bay Lightning. I personally just loved the Shane Wright stare down of yeah. the Montreal Canadians at the draft. That that's mm-hmm. my whole fa- favorite thing of everything that happened in this twenty the 21, 22 hockey season, including the twenty two NHL draft. Because um, like technically the twenty two NHL draft is um, it's a precursor to the like the NHL offseason begins on like you know once free agency starts so it's mm-hmm. part of the, part of the season technically still um, but we're even in count free agency and stuff anyway I would assume but anyway that um, that that moment where the guy who I had pretty safely as my number one player I, I like Savkowski a lot and I think he can do some good things in the NHL but. I I don't know how you take anybody, but Shane right at that top pick, and somehow he falls to four, and he gives a stare down that he did to Montreal. It was just mm-hmm. it's great. That kid's gonna go and do some stupid things in the league.
1: Um, I'll give a Tampa related one first, and that's gonna be the stellar performance from Nick Paul specifically in Game Seven of that Toronto series. Uh, his first goal was something I thought I would never see a guy like Nick Paul pull off, and right. then he he crazy like i don't know what it was and then getting the game winner as well it was awesome to see that was a moment where us as the bolts broadcast we continue to pride ourselves as hey the reason the bolts are doing so well is because we're doing this podcast obviously that's not true
0: but um i thought you were in a cassianos me i said we we pride ourselves (laughs) oh boy (laughs) um so i we were worried
1: we were worried, to say the least, uh, when Toronto got up so uh, early and then being able to come back and Nick Paul to do it. Nonetheless, that was an awesome moment for me. But I got to agree with you, Chase, when it comes to the NHL draft. Um, Shane Wright stared on great, but I think really just the first 30 minutes. I yeah. mean, we had like two or three trades. Uh, we saw Slavkovsky go one, Namich go two, and then you know we're thinking Shane Wright. He's going to Arizona. Logan Cooley uh, really lucked out here. And no, Logan Cooley still went number three, even though Shane Wright fell. So uh, a lot of fun there in the NHL draft.
0: And, you know, that moment right there that like, I, I can understand why New Jersey doesn't want to go Shane Wright because Namich is my number right. like, two player in the draft class and has the highest upside of all defensemen. So I I don't have any issue with their pick at all. When it comes to Arizona picking Cooley instead, I think it's more of a, Okay, well, we've done so much research on this cool, on this cool kid because we just knew he was going to be our guy. Mm-hmm. Like, what we've everything we've done has been preparation for him. Do we change that course last minute, and they decided not to? That's what it really feels like to me. So then Seattle just locks into to the number one player in the draft, and now they have an elite top two centers with Maddie Beniers and Chain right down the road. So just that whole thirty minutes really led to a lot of chaos. and e- even Carter Gauthier going as high as five. Like I know there was more mm-hmm. and more rumblings about that as it got closer to the draft, but. Still a bit surprising to see it. It was, it was definitely um, that it was definitely chaos to start the draft and it slowed down a little bit. It's hard to live up to that hype early on, but it was still uh, you know a pretty entertaining day for sure. And then the couple weeks
1: right after the NHL draft too, absolutely electric. Johnny Gaudreau leaving, going to Columbus of all teams, crazy. Yeah. Then we see the Jonathan Huberdeau and Matt Kachuk trade go down. That's a big one, and there's just a lot of things in the offseason season that took place early on that were awesome to see. And, you know, the past month hasn't been as entertaining, but to get the entertainment we did between the draft and the first couple weeks of free agency, when have we had that in recent years? Haven't. Exactly. We just just, just haven't. It's been so fun.
0: The last really big free agency, yeah, Tavares signing was, like, big, but everyone kind of saw it coming. The last really big one prior to that was the Parise Suter, which was 2013 I think mm-hmm. 2012 whatever it was like that was a long time ago so really been a while since free agency's had a splash and then all these trades Calgary somehow getting worse and then way better in in, in the span of like two weeks it just made no sense it, it was just it, it was it was a pretty fun offseason the NHL year of course was great uh, it was more active offseason though so it really sticks in your mind a lot more especially since it happened a lot more recently too but when you look back on the playoffs like for the Lightning that Toronto series was just a really fun one. It was great to just mollywop the Panthers. Yeah. Um, obviously, great to make it to our third straight Stanley Cup final, but it, it was just it was definitely in. I don't know what the right word I am looking for is. It was, a, it was a, I guess, an emotion filled season because there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs. You know, here with with the Lightning, there was moments where, man, we look like the league's best team. Moments where it's like, wow, this is just like. This is just not good. This is kind mm-hmm. of scary. And then, of course, we put it together and go into the playoffs like we had the last three years and did a really strong job. So hopefully we get more of that in the years to come. It's definitely a promising sign to see how they did it with the team that they did. And I, I, I don't know. It, it just It's it's really hard to just boil down one specific moment for me other than like just that Toronto series for the Lightning, I guess.
1: Right. Um. I, I did want to throw in my cringe moment here. Yes, let's hear it. Uh. <laughs> I always look forward to the All-Star break, not because of the All-Star game, but because of the All-Star Skills Competition. Yeah. Like, it can be a lot of fun. And it was a cool uh, setting this time over in Vegas. You know, you got players outside uh, the big fountain. They're shooting cards um, to get points to, you know, play blackjack um, with, you know, accuracy shooting. Love that. But Jerry D., the Family Feud uh, Canadian host... He was just, it was so awkward to watch because he's trying to like, I guess, like encourage the players, but he's just doing a terrible job at it. He's like, oh, come on, you guys can do better. Like, you know, saying crap like that. And then I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was like an Aaron Eckblad or someone said, Hey, Jerry, why don't you come down here and you give it a try? Oh, yeah. Because it was just so cringe. I'm like, dude, why are you trying
0: to, like... He was doing, like, friendly chirping.
1: Yeah, why are you trying to chirp an NHL player at an All-Star game? Like, it was so embarrassing. And it was one thing that I was looking forward to when it came to the All-Stars weekend was to see the skills competition. But anytime they went outside of the actual rink jerry d was uh you know talking gary d jerry d but I don't,
0: I don't know the guy's name yeah
1: I, it's with a g which makes me think gary but i'm pretty sure they pronounced it jerry
0: either gotcha. way i completely forgot about that until you brought it up
1: so it was it was so cringeworthy that anytime they went outside of the rink i had to stop listening so it was yeah it's bad
0: yeah that is definitely bad Man, I yeah, I I don't think I watched that live. I think that was my problem. I, I had to go back and rewatch it, so I don't mm-hmm. remember everything as clearly. But
1: uh, no big uh, down moments for you this year. Anything that stands out as like, man, that was not a fun time.
0: I mean, I, I guess if I had to say one, it it boils down to the brain Point injury in playoffs because I think if he plays the whole playoffs, we see maybe at least a better effort in that final round. Cause really there was only one game where I, I thought Tampa put out their best effort. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I guess that's a down moment. as losing brain point, knowing that your chances of winning a cup were hurt that much. And they still made as far as they did. So you kind of just want, It leaves you wondering, it's like, okay, would they've gone three in a row. If, if he was there, I, I kind of would have bet on it. Yeah. That, that's probably my biggest down moment. Um,
1: I think also we can take a look at just the ESPN broadcast and how they handled things. Uh, We were expecting, you know, big things. We looked last off season at the talent they brought in. We were super excited to see what they could put on display. And we kind of fell short of what our expectations were. So uh, hopefully ESPN learns from how they did this year and continue to get better. Uh, You guys obviously know that chase and I weren't huge fans of it. And Uh, The legendary Doc Emmerich, who we had on the Bolts broadcast uh, in in season two, uh, he also talked about how ESPN hasn't made the strides that NBC has and uh, really needs to make some moves here if they want to continue to grow the hockey market. Yeah,
0: 100%. All right,
1: well, that's going to do it for the first half of the show. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, got some news around the league, and then also going to be talking about NHL 23. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring this show. Any sports betting needs you have, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, let's talk about some news around the league. We'll start over in Columbus as one of their Yankee players not going to be playing this year.
0: Yeah, so I just came across this today. Uh, It was also announced today, I believe, but Alexander Texier, um, a a nice young borderline, like, you know, star type of player for the Columbus Blue Jackets, a player that I'm a big fan of. Um, You know, was granted a leave of absence last year from the team after an injury and haven't heard much from him since. Well, he will not be playing this season per recommendation of the NHL, NHLPA substance abuse program. So it sounds like he's been um, potentially going through some things. So we wish Texier the best of luck, uh, Looks like he probably won't be playing the season. Maybe at some point if, if he gets in the redhead space, he's able to come back, which would be great. Hopefully that is the case because he's a fun player to watch. Um, but besides that, just him as a human being, hopefully he can figure his stuff out. He's gonna spend some time with his family and see if he can kind of recuperate. Uh, you know, just a young kid, only twenty two years old. He's got a got a lot of life, a lot of hockey out of him. So right now it just it's all about getting getting your head on straight.
1: Absolutely. And that's gonna be a hit for the Columbus Blue Jackets, too. A guy I know they'd love to have there in their lineup. Um, and having all players on board would be huge for them. That's why they brought in Johnny Gaudreau, because they feel like they're ready to compete. So uh, this will be a tough blow for them. But like Chase said, hopefully we see him later on in the season once everything has settled down a little bit. But let's now move over to the Chicago Blackhawks as – are they listening to offers when it comes to Kane?
0: Yeah, so I keep seeing little tidbits here and there saying that, oh, you know, um, the Maple Leafs and the Oilers have – engage in brief talks with with Patrick Kane well if if every all 31 other general managers in league should have at least brief discussions about Patrick Kane he's kind of still a top 15 player in the league at worst he's still dominant so yeah of course you're gonna have that conversation does that mean that either those teams are gonna get him no because they just I don't know how the hell they're gonna make that work what do you trade, trade away William Nylander to do it why do the Leafs hate William Newton so much? I don't know. Why do Leafs fans hate him so much? I don't know because he's a really damn good hockey player. makes no sense to me. I'll happily take him, you know, over here for the lighting. If, if, they, if they don't want him, we'll take mm-hmm. him. But like, I, I don't know where a good fit is. I, I It's going to be tough. For sure, we're going to see Chicago retain 50% of salary. Um, you know, I've seen people trying to say, like, like I, I not people, I should say, one specific person did a mock trade where it was, um like, Patrick Kane... Um with, with like 70% salary retained, which isn't allowed, you can we retain 50% for like Michael Bunting, Alexander Kerfoot, and two-thirds? I'm like, hey, nice. yeah, yeah that, that that'll that'll go through. Yeah, good, nice. yeah, good, good trade-off or freaking uh oh, made me mad. But it's gonna take quite a bit because at the end of the day, he doesn't really seem like he wants to leave Chicago. He's happy being there, he's been there his whole career. If he gets moved, um it's gonna have to be worth his time, it's gonna have to be worth Chicago's time because yeah, he might slow down the rebuild process a little bit, him being there. But at the same time, if you can bring in young talent and they can learn from Patrick Kane, especially how he like changed as a player when he was young to how he is now, he's a very different person. Mm-hmm. If, if you can learn from a guy like that, a that's a huge, it's a huge benefit. So they shouldn't be in any rush to trade him. But I would have to guess that he is going to be moved at some point.
1: Also going to take a hard pass on Toronto and Edmonton.
0: Uh- I... I wouldn't mind Edmonton because they still wouldn't win a, a, a cup. Pass still. It, McDavid and Kane together, dude, it be gross. How
1: many times do we need to see elite American players go to Canadian cities?
0: That's How many? Fair. That's fair. Too many. In all fairness, I mean, we've got two elite Canadian centers on our team.
1: Okay, well, the NHL is populated by like 72% Canadian. It's not that high anymore. It's, like, it's only like 49.
0: Let me look it up. Oh, I'm looking it to, up. Let's go to elite prospects, baby. But I I I would love to see a Kane, McDavid, Kane line. Three guys that bring Gosh. can all, all bring unique skill sets and all can move. That that would that would be quite fun. I, I'd be here all for it. Oh Canada, forty two point eight percent last season.
1: Oh Canada sixty eight point nine percent.
0: Yeah, in, according in to nineteen seventy according
1: to quant hockey.
0: Look, right here, Elite Prospects. Everybody that played in the NHL last year. Look, right here
1: on Quantum. Yeah, I'm
0: going to trust Elite Prospects. 42.8% Canadian, twenty-seven percent American, 9.9% Swedish, 58 Russian, 56 Finnish, 4 Czech, one3 Swiss, 09 German, 06 Slovak, 05 Latvian, and then everything else other than that. Our, our Denmark is also 05 as well. Yeah. Um, Everything else is one, one player, 1%. So, Australia, Belarus, France, Norway, Slovenia. So, yeah.
1: So, my point doesn't really change. There's more Canadians than.
0: More Canadians than Americans.
1: Else. Than anyone
0: else. Anyone. Than any one nation, sure. So, yeah.
1: Or even any two nations.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because that goes up to 37.3. Yeah
1: hmm Bam.
0: How about any see three that? nations? Still, you could, you could say, like, Slovenia, and there's only 1.1%. So, bam. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Well, let's uh, now move. What was our even point? Oh, Kane. Don't yeah, want. Don't want to see him go to a Canadian team.
0: Real, realistic options, um, there's not a lot because of how big of a cap hit it is. So, really, just somewhere where there's a big market where he could go and play with another like a elite player to showcase his skill sets for the final years of his career. That's all I want. I got it. Arizona Yeah that'll, that'll do it <laughs> Go play in front of 3,000 he, he, he can go <laughs> play in front of 6,000 less people per night Than he did when he played In the OHL Sounds yeah. great mm-hmm. And he gets to play With Logan Cooley Bam In like two years Bam there's your Elite player So stupid That's why they took him Over Chain Shane Wright What do I gotta say By the way did you see The name of the arena Was, was announced No Mullet arena Mullet Mullet arena
1: Like the hairstyle Yes That's why Patrick Kane needs a play there. Oh, my gosh. We're putting two and two together here. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Final N- point. NHL 23. The cover gets revealed as Trevor Zegers. I know that that boils your blood. And then Sarah Nurse. Uh, you hate Zegers. <laughs> I don't think I do. You think that he is worse than
0: uh, Matt Cook. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. But I, it's not surprising. The NHL, they are... Very large fans of Trevor Zagros, in case you can't tell. They showcase him everywhere it goes. And it's what he, like how he plays, it is great for the sport because it showcases mm-hmm. a lot of skill and speed. And that's what the NHL really wants to promote to try to bring bring a new fan. So I 1000% understand it. Better than going back to an old Well, where, you know, Matthews being on two times oh. in three years, like Mennova, which is Matthews again. That'd have been I
1: saw another, like, I don't know if anyone saw, but EA posted mock covers that their fans created. There's another Matthews one on there. I'm like, dude, come on! No,
0: no it's, it's time to move on. But yeah, I've got no issue with it. Um, so good for Travis And, Of course, he's also joined by Sarah Nurse, the sister of Darnell Nurse. So that was that was pretty cool. The first time that we're seeing a female on the NHL cover. For, I think it might be the first time we're seeing two athletes on an EA Sports NHL cover as well. So, uh, different different kind of waters that were that were in here. I don't really have an issue with the players being there at all. Like, like I think those are two good players to represent. You know, both. Parts of that, of, of, you know, the game of hockey, the, the men's and women's side, but something about it, just like, it just, they're out in like, I think they're probably out in like California or something. It's got like a tropical background. Something about that just bothers me.
1: Yeah. The cover does look a little bit weird itself. Um, but the, the two athletes, nice. And I do want to put this in here because I'm sure there's someone screaming at their radio right now, screaming at their phone. Uh, yes. Back in, what was it? 2012 or... Er, 2013, oh, yes. it was Kane and Taze, but Kane got removed. Yeah. yeah so, so it was a, officially yeah. just Taze. Yes. But yes, there was supposed to be two cover athletes, but again, oh,
0: I remember how bad that cover Patrick was. Kane
1: got removed. Do you remember so. how
0: bad that was? Both of them holding the Stanley Cup together. Yeah. Oh, it's cute. It's so, so cute. bad. <laughs> I'm so happy that got changed.
1: Um, But yeah, sweet NHL 23 cover. Um, I totally get the Trevor Ziggler thing because you talked about his play style, but also. He seems to be the only player that gave any sort of personality whatsoever at the All-Star Game. Yes. So to see a guy him and, on him and, and off Hughes. the ice. Him and Jack Hughes both yeah, but to see a guy with personality on and off the ice is something that you need to grow the,
0: grow the game. So. You know who would play really great with, with Trevor Zagrass? Patrick Kane. I'm okay with that. They bring back the old Mighty Ducks jerseys? Sure. I'm in. Oh, I, I you'd have me so sold. I really
1: like their orange jerseys, though.
0: Thank you. That's fine. Okay, cool. But go back to the Ducks, colors, jerseys. I love those jerseys. Fair. Trevor can changed back to the number 46. The only reason I even tolerated them. Now we're at number 11, <laughs> and now he's dust. Um, but, yeah, that, 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 would, that would be a decent landing spot. I think I'd find a way to make that Did work. Did you
1: see Drysdale also changed? He went to six. What well, was he last year? No idea. But I saw that Anaheim posted that Jamie Drysdale changed to six. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe he was 11.
0: No, defenseman aren't a lot wear number eleven. Uh, he was thirty-four. That's kind of dusty. I like six a lot better. Yeah. I've Gotta say, I'm trying to think now. That the number eleven on a defenseman, I can't even picture like what defenseman might have wore number eleven. Now I gotta look it up. Do you know how I ugly that will look. Even like seeing like like Ivan Provorov wear the number nine, like on defense, bugs me. Like seeing defenseman wear the number ten, that bugs me. Like the number eleven would look so weird. Yeah. I just don't like number 11 in general on hockey jerseys. I think it looks better on, like, football jerseys. I just I just don't like it on hockey jerseys at all. Right. They're just so skinny compared to the rest of the size of the jersey. All right. Well, while I'm looking
1: this up, let's talk about NHL 23. And, I mean, we can speculate what's to come, even though, like, we've well, heard absolutely nothing.
0: But you say we've heard nothing, but there was, a, you know, a little picture released with a little phrase on, the, on, their, yeah. on their website. Let's hockey is better when it's played together. And everyone's like, "Oh, the skates are blue. That means cross platforms coming." That's, I mean, that's cool, but it doesn't it doesn't change it anything doesn't it. change anything for us because like we don't play much online. Even when we do, all of our friends that play the game, which is us and like one other guy, maybe all of Xbox. Mm-hmm. So not really much changes, but it'll be good for um, like if you if you do have ever heard of LG, which is League Gaming, which is like it's like a kind of com- a, like a type of competitive NHL where you play like as your own individual character. Um it's better for that cuz it increases the player pool quite a bit. So if they're doing cross-plat or cross-play whatever you want to call it then yeah, it'll be good for getting more people involved and more people involved in hut and stuff, but I can't imagine much would change for the offline game if that's what they're doing. Right. Which is what makes me nervous.
1: Um so I looked up NHL defensemen who wear number 11 and it just popped up with uh anze kopitar brennan gallagher i'm like that's not the fenceman thank you
0: <laughs> those guys that are basically defensemen, i guess
1: so yeah i don't know i don't well I don't see we don't active. we
0: don't need it good we don't need to taint our eyes with one yeah don't see anyone active fair
1: uh yeah cross-platform like cool but it should have been on the game like a decade ago
0: yeah that's oh well, not okay maybe not a decade ago they didn't really figure out that technology till recently oh past five years yeah uh, so a decade ago the they sec- should have been ahead they, they should have... That's fair. The, the, the second that it went over to the new console, that's when they should have started right there. Mm-hmm. That, that, that would have been cool with that.
1: All right. Um, The big one here. Connected GM. GM no. connected. No. <laughs> I mean... No. It, it came out back in NHL 13. Was... It very much improved in NHL 14. It was
0: great in NHL 14. Remember, remember how fast the sim took in 13? It's like, all right, mm-hmm. I got a sim, so you'd go back out and play your own franchise for half an hour until the yeah. sim finished. Right. Where then NHL 14 was done in three minutes. NHL 14 did a great job with it. And then
1: NHL 15 comes out on the new console with uh, no draft in oh,
0: regular GM mode. I don't need to hear about this, dude. <laughs> and then oh. no, no uh, EASHL. It's like war flashbacks. You couldn't have a freaking AHL team in GM mode. It was... Easily the worst game of the series, including the first ever game of the series. They
1: shouldn't have released.
0: They just shouldn't have released a game. No,
1: absolutely not. Um, and then we saw, you know, improvements as we continue to move on. But we still haven't seen a GM connected since NHL 13, NHL 14. But I will say... NHL 22 was probably the game with the most advancements compared to its predecessor. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Strictly for sure. because, you know, they had the the roster, mer- or not merging, but roster sharing. Roster
0: sharing, X-Factor abilities, all this stuff are, were really implemented and improved on. Yeah. Um, so it definitely was the most improved game in quite a while. So it was good to see that, but there's still plenty of room to grow.
1: Um, I'm going to give two things that I want the most in this game. Uh, will we see it? Probably not, but uh, then if you have a couple that you want to list off as well, that'd be cool. Uh, I'm going to go one, GM Connected, obviously. Um, but number two for me is I am sick of the just black silhouettes that we get when yep. a player gets drafted that you know is isn't a real player, doesn't have a picture in the game yet. Give me an auto-generated player face. We see it in Madden. We see it in the NBA or NBA 2K. We see, see it, it in see it almost MLB. every game.
0: Yeah, you see, you see it. I see it in, it's in everything but Chell. So that's 100% something that they can do. They just haven't done it. Um, I agree. It's up there. GM Connected, Franchise Connected, whatever you want to call it. That's number one online franchise, whatever the hell you want to call it. That's number number one. Um, player faces are definitely up there. But what I really want to see is international hockey within franchise mode. Um, hmm. So, like, you can have an Olympic break. You can have guys go in the World Juniors. You have, you know, have all this different stuff. Just so, like, it's more... Like, more involved in your prospects, more – you can get more involved scouting. You you know, you can get selected to coach in the Olympics or something like that. You know, like, like that, that type of stuff would be cool.
1: That would be really cool. And you could key it in with, like, morale. You could have, like, an agent come to you and be like, hey, this prospect wants to go play in the World Juniors. You know, is that cool? If he's, like, you know, on the NHL roster or whatever yeah. is happening. Then you can, you know, work on that. And then if you have any players – in World Juniors or in the Olympics, you can keep track of how that's going as well, mm-hmm. how they're performing, everything
0: like that. It, it'd be super cool. So, franchise hockey manager—it's a like, computer game um, where it's all just sim-based. Like you can you can build a roster, you can manage international teams, blah blah blah. And they have like, it's pretty involved. They have international breaks, breaks and stuff in that. You know, even if you could invent a system like that, where I would love to be able to play the games. Even if you couldn't play the games, you could only sim them. Like it'd be a start, mm-hmm. uh, just just for now. Like I guess some, I feel like it could be done.
1: Yeah. Uh, anything that is in the game right now that you do not want to see return,
0: the current EASHL like um, player like models, I guess, just bring back to prog- prog- like the progression. Mm-hmm. That if if they brought back um like progression in Eshel, I would play the game a lot more.
1: Yeah, and I, I get that they want to go for like the more competitive feel Positive or balance. yeah. But at the same time, if I'm grinding, if I'm putting hours into the game, I want to have a better player than the people that just hop on.
0: I don't want some random equipment that is nothing other than cosmetics.
1: Right. So I, I
0: agree there. Um,
1: and then there was one more thing that came to my mind that I can't quite remember now. I'm just going to have to let it go.
0: Can't and by remember. the way, that that one might happen because I've heard some things about um, LG stuff and like apparently the NHL, like EA NHL is listening to LG a lot more about mm. stuff like they have in previous years, but now LG is... Actually, growing to it's just just on Xbox it's at ten thousand people, which is a, a decent enough like yeah. group for the amount of games and amount of server time to take up playing Eshul. It's the majority of it, so they're starting to list to like, all right, what what do you guys want? um So it would be cool if, if I know a lot of people that are in the same boat as me on that one for the player progression thing online. So maybe we see that back this year. Maybe, maybe, probably not. It'd be
1: it'd be a lot of fun because yeah. then maybe I'd get back into Eshul because uh, I'm sure we talked about it on the show before, but. NHL 14 was the last time I really dove into EASHL
0: and like I said if you want to make it so there's still a competitive balance make it so you got to progress your player and for whatever height and weight you are there's limits to your certain attributes so you can't have a six foot nine nine pound guy get to 99 speed mm-hmm. like just like if you do that I'm perfectly fine with that like like FIFA does that like when you build your base guy's size like height and weight it b- changes their base attributes I I'm all for that
1: or how about this? Skill based matchmaking when it comes to like ranked play or like club play, I should say
0: they they so, kind of
1: do that. Like if you're just doing drop ins, when it comes to you know skill level, like who cares? But if yeah. you're doing club play, like I get that you want to have like club records versus club records and everything. But if you've got like four ninety four overall players yeah. on one side, uh, you should have at least a couple nineties on the other side too.
0: Yeah, the, the, the closer they do that, do that is like okay, you're in Division 4, so like whatever. So like you're, you know, you're playing a higher division because you win more games. That That's the closest they come to it, but it's, yeah, it's definitely not a linear scale because mm-hmm. you can just luck into playing some right opponents at the right time. Um, I, 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 I'd, I'd be good at that, but that, that'd probably be harder for them to track.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. Gosh, I really still can't remember what I was going to say, but... Shucks. It's going to have to, you know... You'll tweet it out later. Maybe. We'll see if I can remember it. Anyways, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase. Hit him with an outro. I'll hit him with a hockey name of the day, actually. Oh, that's true. We do need to do a hockey name of the day, don't we?
0: Yeah. Uh Max Ingelfinger. Max Ingelfinger, yes, sir. It's not Mox. It's Mox. Max. Mox is a 14-year-old German born forward playing in the U fifteen u 17 league for Dusseldorfer. Um, which is a pretty good sign, actually. Um, so he's a June twenty fifth, two thousand eight birthday, so he's fourteen playing in the fifteen and seventeen leagues he's on that roster this year. Um, if he plays legitimate games in the seventeens Maybe someone that's kind of on the radars of, of some you know some German elite teams, maybe some NHL teams down the road, maybe some international games. So Mox Engelfinger is, is a name that you actually might want to keep an eye on. Hey, you're just
1: making stuff up now. I'm Why? looking at his page, and there's nothing here that says it's Mox. It's M-A-X. It's Max. That's, that's how it's pronounced in German. Uh-uh. Not the case. It's not Max Engelfinger. I didn't say that. I said Max Engelfinger. You're just a schmuck. That's all you'll ever be. Germans don't pronounce a
0: standard a ah. Uh. It's in the off, the alphabet's ah Nope. Ah a ah a, a. Nope. It's Max. Some people's children.
1: All right, that'll do it for the show. Chase, take him out with the outro. Sorry, that
0: was German. My bad. <laughs> So go check us out on Patreon if you want to sports there. That'd be great. We appreciate you guys listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Broadcast, it's at Bold's Podcast. So you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey That's at Hockey Podnet. are at right? go follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure the to to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can follow the podcast network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, if you raise five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we really appreciate it. Review. do, do not forget to use code THPN for Sandworth Draftings.
1: Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.